Hey, thanks for joining us on the C3 Oxford Falls podcast. If you'd like more information on C3 Church, please visit myc3church.net. We hope you enjoy this message. I got to tell you, I'm so thrilled to let you know Pilgrims, our newest C3 music album is already here. The songs on this album are for our journey in Jesus. No matter where we are on that journey, in the valley or on the mountaintop, His love is unchanging and so should our praise and worship be. Cannot wait for you to hear it. Head to iTunes or Google Play to download it today. Thank you, thank you. Please be seated. Please be seated. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. 39 years. So someone told me that the first 39 are the hardest. And it's easy after that. Now I know some of you looking at me and saying, uh, looks familiar, seen him somewhere. You may have seen me driving you in my taxi. Maybe my corner store, the 7-Eleven. Maybe uh, the service station. Could be I delivered Indian takeout, I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was walking down Pitt Street the day before yesterday, just, just walking, and I saw more Indians on Pitt Street than you see in India. It's crazy over here. But it's a delight and honor to be here. I've been uh, following with great uh, admiration the leadership of your pastors, Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris, amazing pastors, amazing leaders. And love you. We thank God for you and for, and for, for who, who you are. The first time I met you all was in Las Vegas. They had lost so much money. <laughs> Saw them on the sidewalk just crying their eyes out. So I stopped and witnessed to them and uh, went and took them to the next steps. And here they are pastoring your church. Hey, things can happen, huh? <laughs> and Pastor James and Pastor Tammy, you're just doing a great, great, great work here. Thank God for you, for who you are, and all that God is, God is doing, doing in your life. Well, happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, I had my Father's Day in the U.S. in June, and again here today. How cool is that, huh? I'm a father, father, Father's Day. So I told my family it's Father's Day, and they said, okay, good. It's like we, we only do it once a year. It doesn't matter which part of the world you're in, we're going to just do it once a year, and that wasn't much to begin with. So uh, there is a big difference in Mother's Day and Father's Day, is that not? Mm, Mother's Day, everything happens. <laughs> Father's Day, chicken wings. <laughs> there is a difference, there is a difference. <laughs> so as I, as I travel and speak in different places, the same kind of question comes up in different variations. So, so Sam, how did you get into what you do? And how did you get into uh, preaching, speaking, writing books, consulting, so on and so forth? And, and my answer is always the same. I'm the biggest accident you've ever seen. Uh, now, I was born and raised in a pastor's home in India. 
so I was uh, nurtured and all of that. However, I wish somebody had come by and told me what I'm about to tell you today. That when you were born, when I was born on this planet, we were born with destiny in our heart. We, we were not born just to occupy space. We have destiny in our hearts. And, and I want all the fathers and the mothers and the uncles and the aunts and the nieces and the nephews, whoever you are in this room, and of course our friends on online, there's destiny on your, on your life. Because I want to tell somebody that I have destiny, you have destiny, and we have destiny. Everyone together. I have destiny, you have destiny, and we have. Okay, get your fingers out there. Let's do this together. Online, I'm watching you. So here we go. One, two, three. I have destiny, you have destiny, and we have destiny. My, my mother saved all my report cards all the way from preschool through whatever. And in, in preschool, in the comment section, the teacher writes, Sam talks too much does not pay attention in class. In my kindergarten, the teacher writes, Sam has started biting other children. <laughs> no chicken wings, you bite kids. Is disruptive in class. Does not pay attention, talks too much, talks too much. In my first grade of class, I still can see that the teacher's name was Miss Bonnie Face, a good British name. And, and, and so, so there are rows of desks and, and normal kids would walk on the floor to get to the desk. Not me, I was walking on top of the desk. And she wrote in the comment section, Sam talks too much, does not pay attention, talks too much, talks too much. Guess how I make my living today? Talking. They've been trying to keep me down from preschool, kindergarten, first grade. But I'm here to tell you, if there's destiny on your life, doesn't matter what people say about you, does not matter what people have said about you, doesn't matter what you have said about yourself, it does not matter because I have destiny and you have destiny and we, one more time, because and, and we have destiny. Four quick things about destiny. Number one, we all make destiny decisions. Destiny decisions. Because you see, the decisions you make in life, the decisions you made in life, is because of where you are today. I'm here today as a cumulative result of all the decisions I have made in life. So decisions are not inconsequential. Decisions are totally consequential. We make destiny decisions. All of us are in this room because of four, maybe six destiny decisions in life. For example, for me, the first destiny decision I recall making was at the age of 20 in 1973 when I immigrated from India to the United States. So I know some of you are saying, 20, 73, 83, 93, 2003. I'll be 66 in October. So that's, just, just want to settle that for you. It's because some of your math is kind of dubious anyhow. <laughs> so that was a destiny decision. I, I did not know anybody in America. I knew zero people in America. I landed at JFK Airport in New York with literally 87 cents in my pocket. So that was a destiny decision. 
The next desktop decision I made was in 1979 when Brenda and I got married. How many of you know who you marry is a destiny decision? Can everyone go, mm-hmm? Some of you are going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a destiny decision because who you marry can mess you up or it can take you higher. It can do both at the same time some days. <laughs> you know, Brenda and I have been married for almost uh, 40 years, 39 now. You know, Brenda and I don't have arguments. Brenda and I have vigorous interchange of concerned ideas. <laughs> Who you marry? So, so in my case, that was my second destiny decision. My third destiny decision was in 1989, uh, leaving the church I was pastoring in Michigan, up in the North Country, United States. Uh, I was pastoring a church there, leaving that to go down to Atlanta to be a university president. And the last destiny decision that I can recall making in my life is was 2003, when I resigned that position to do what I do now. There might be a fifth one somewhere lurking in my life. I don't know about that, but four that I have made. And even as I'm telling you about my destiny decision, maybe you are thinking about your destiny decisions you have made. My question for you is, what destiny decisions are you making today? Destiny decisions about the future of your life. Destiny decisions about your marriage. Destiny decisions about your education. Destiny decisions about your finances. Destiny decisions about what you're gonna do down the road. Destiny decisions that you're making. And I'm here to tell you that the decisions you're making today are gonna end up in the results you're gonna experience in your life tomorrow. Destiny decisions is what part of everything that we do in our life. I am amazed at good, smart people who make decisions and think it's a one-off. Every meal you make is a destiny decision. Every meal you eat is a destiny decision. This morning, I was going through the buffet line for my uh, breakfast. And my favorite dessert was there for breakfast. My favorite dessert is bread pudding. Oh yes. And there I'm standing, I, I, I'm st this more happened this morning. I take one spoon, I say, yep, that's good. Put it on my plate. Then the destiny decision was about scoop number two. I said, well, I'm speaking two times. Then I had a third spoonful, but then I left it there. I was kind of proud of myself. Walked away from spoon number three. <laughs> we all make destiny decisions. And then I stand on the scale and say, ah, I've gained. Well, I made destiny decisions, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in between. Decisions we make in life. They take us to where we are going. The second thing about decisions is that we have destiny distractions. Destiny distractions. Have you, ever, have you ever started to clean up this side of the room or this side of the house and then got distracted? Uh, when Br Brenda and I were going together in college back in 73, 74, and she was chasing after me. <laughs> Could happen. I know it didn't happen, but that's my story, and that's a better story than me chasing after her. 
we used to write notes to each other. And so we got boxes of letters. I mean, this is before, before you know, texting and tweeting and Instagram. Nothing wrong with that, but we didn't have that in those days. Uh, and so we wrote boxes of letters to each other. And, and we got this, we got a section in our house that's got all these cardboard boxes full of stuff that we don't know what's in it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I mean yeah, you, you, they are so important. You move them from house to house and you don't know what's in it. Because you keep saying, I'm gonna, when I get to the next place, I'm gonna clean it up. So, so we decided to clean up this side of the house. And the first box we picked up was that letter box. And we started reading them. And we started fighting all over. <laughs> Destiny distractions. What's distracting you this morning? What's keeping you from your goal? What's keeping you from where you really want to go? Because see, it's not just what is keeping you, who is keeping you from where you want to go in life. Life happens just like that. Distractions happen and you look over there and next thing you know, you're 20 years older. You know, and anytime somebody who's older, like me, 60 plus, says, you know, I can still do everything I used to do at 20. Let me tell you, you didn't do much at 20. <laughs> I wake up every morning trying to plan my nap. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Honest time, honesty time, honesty time. How many of you wake up in the morning thinking when you can sneak in a nap? Can I see your hands? I'm gonna ask that question again. No need in missing heaven over this question. How many of you wake up planning a nap? So you're a bunch of liars, why didn't you raise your hands the first time? Destiny distractions. You start doing this, you end up doing that. As far, this is Father's Day, I got two daughters. Rachel's 37, Debbie's 35. I can still remember holding them in the hospital and now bam, they're having their own babies. What's that all about? <laughs> now of course, I'm a grandparent now, which is amazing. If I knew being a grandparent was that much fun, I'd have them first. Now skip over the kid thing. <laughs> you know, my kids always say to me, Dad, you never let us do that. I say, well, well you're a kid. She's a grand kid. What's about grand you don't understand? <laughs> Distractions. What's in the way of where you want to go? Are you getting younger? Why do you want to die a woulda, coulda, shoulda life? Because see, our graveyards, our cemeteries are full of musicians who never played an instrument. Full of authors who never wrote a book because they kept waiting on, one day I will. As soon as this is over, then I will. And I'm here to tell you that if you have destiny on your life, don't let it get distracted by the nuances and the daily living of your life. Make up your mind that that's where I'm going. I'm gonna go there. I will not let destiny be deterred in my life. Because I have destiny and you have destiny and we have destiny. Number three, that destiny developers. Destiny developers. When we are born, we are born with a set of destiny developers known as parents. 
And our parents tell us when to go to bed, when to wake up, what to eat, how to dress. They say to us, don't play with him, he's not good for you. How many of you remember that? And then we get older and we don't have anybody in our lives telling us, don't play with him. I know you are 48, but you don't have enough sense. Don't play with him, he's not good for you. I don't know what, how life is, life is. Because see, till the age of 12 or 13, our parents are the most brilliant, wisest, amazing, intelligent people. But then about, by the time we turn 13, 14, something happens to our parents. They start losing it. Like they don't know anything. Is that not true? Uh, yeah, they tell, you know, then we start trying to tell them how to drive, what to wear, what to eat, who their friends ought to be, how to park a car. Dad, you parked it crooked. Well, you can't even reach the brick. And then, as you live on, by the time you're 20, 25, our parents start getting smarter again. They get brilliant all over again. And as you get older, they take on greater meaning in your life. My mother died in 1982, my father in 1991, I'm almost 66, and there's so many days I wanna just call them and say, Dad, what do you think, Mom, will this be okay? What, what is, are this gonna be look okay, Mom? But they're not here anymore. Today is Father's Day. It'll be a great day for someone to reach out to somebody and just simply say thank you. They don't have to be your literal dad, but they can be that figure in your life who helped you, figure in your life who spoke to you, figure in your life who believed in you, figure in your life who encouraged you, figure in life who was the wind within, within your wings, figure in life who showed up at the appropriate time in your life. Somebody just needs to pick up the phone and say thank you so much for being part of my life. You have been part of my destiny development. You know, all of us are like that little turtle, the tortoise, the turtle. Anytime you see a turtle, Sitting on a fence post, you know one thing about the turtle? It didn't get there by itself. Somebody picked up the turtle and put it on the fence post. So my dear brother turtles and sister turtlets, all of us are here because of somebody else. And this Father's Day, it would be amazing for somebody to just pick up the phone, somebody to just pick up something and say, I appreciate you. You've been so big in my life. Thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you for being there for me. When nobody else was there, you were there for me. Destiny developers. Even the hard places of your life can be destiny developers. Rachel, my older daughter in 2012, was pregnant with uh, her second baby. He was gonna be a boy, his name was gonna be Jude Rockwell. Had the bedroom painted with all kinds of Jude stuff. Car seat saying Jude. We were singing the great hymn of the church written by the Beatles. Hey, Jude. So, it was time for her delivery. Went to the hospital. 
The family was there, friends were there. Rachel was wheeled into the back of the hospital to have the baby. We were sitting around, having a good time. It took a little longer than we thought it should. After a while, the doctor came out, said to us, could I just talk to the family? So went into a conference room. Doctor sat down with us and said, we tried our best, but we were not able to save the baby. That was a very traumatic experience indeed. We drove home that night, empty car seat, went to the house on our mailbox were helium balloon, gas balloons, with saying, welcome home, Jude, and all those kind of different things. We pulled those balloons down, went to the bedroom and closed the door on the bedroom. Jude wasn't going to be with us. That was in 2012. Today, in 2018, in my hometown where I was raised in Lucknow, India, North India, we have started a school, an academy. Every year we keep adding a class to it, a grade to it. Today, there are over 300 students in that school. And the name of the school is Jude Rockwell Academy. We are in the process of building a thousand student school. Now, understand that none of these kids are Christians. They all come from Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, Jain, Sikh, Parsi, all non-Christians. The Bible is a textbook. The memory comes from Bible text. Every class begins with prayer. Every day there's a chapel. Jude Rockwell never saw sunlight on this planet. But his destiny was to touch thousands of kids and generations yet to be born. I'm here to tell you, you may have gone. You may have gone through a difficult time in your life and it seemed like it was a step back in your life. It felt like it pushed you back. But may I encourage you that God can take what felt like a pushback into a step forward into your life. He can turn things around for you because there's a destiny development going on in your life. And finally, number four, it'll take destiny determination. I'm here to tell you, life is not easy. Life is tough. <laughs> if we were to rewind our lives, lives have had, our lives have had difficulties in them, setbacks in them, but it takes determinations to hang in there. It takes determination to stay with it. It takes determination to stay married. It takes determination to let your kids live. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you haven't been homicidal, you haven't been a parent. Only reason we are here today is because our parents let us live. We've all fantasized what life would be like without. <laughs> Takes determination. Takes determination to finish your education. Takes determination to keep coming to church. Because there'll be all kinds of reasons. Some of them two-legged reasons. For you to say, ah, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Ah, I'm not gonna go to church. Takes determination to serve the Lord. 
takes determination. It's, it's not like you got saved and now you're an autopilot. You got to work it, 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 and stay determined that heaven's going to be my goal. Nobody can run me off. This is my home. I'm going to stay here. Ain't gone. nobody going to push me out of here. I will, I refuse to be offended. Determination. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1, it says this. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives, and to the priests and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. So the scene is very simple. God is writing this to a group of people who have felt like they don't have any destiny left. He's writing this to the religious leaders. He's writing to people who are in captivity. He tells us in this one verse that they are in another country called Babylon. Tell, he tells us in this verse that the king's name over there, his name is Nebuchadnezzar that they are prisoners of war, they're in captivity, and they've given up hope. They feel like they have no destiny. Isn't it amazing? The Bible is such a, an honest book. And it tells us who he's writing. So this is not a letter written to people who are having a good time in life. This chapter is written to people who are going through a tough time in life. They are prisoners of war. They are locked up. Verse 10. God says this to them. Same chapter Verse 10, for thus says the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. And I want to pay attention to the last sentence, to give you and everyone together expected end, to give you an expected end, an expected end. So God is saying to these people who are locked up that where you are is not your expected end. I know you think you have no way out. I know you think you're helpless. I know you think you're hopeless. I know you think this is life. I know you think this is the end, but that is not the expected end. I have a different expected end for you. Somebody in here needs to know that God placed you on this planet with an expected end. Right now, you might be looking at your life and feeling like these people are feeling hopeless. Maybe you're feeling helpless. Maybe you're feeling like this is it. Maybe you are saying, hey, listen, if this is how, as good as it gets, I'm willing to settle for it. But somebody in here needs to know that God has a different expected end for you. He has a destiny for you. He has a place he's taking you to. It's a different place. It's a better place. It is your destiny. And I'm here to tell you that nothing can stop you. If that is God's destiny for your life, you may feel you are locked up, but nothing can stop me. So I have destiny. You have destiny. We have destiny and nothing. Somebody yell out nothing. nothing. One more time. Nothing. One more time. Nothing. One, two, three. I have destiny and you have destiny and 
We have destiny and nothing. Oh, somebody just said, that's a word for me. That's a word for me. Because you see, nothing, 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 nothing can stop me. When I was growing up in India, in 10th class, 10th grade, I failed my entire 10th grade. I'm talking about entire. There were 13 classes, 13 classes. Now, amateur failures, people who don't know what they're doing failures, first time failures, might fail maybe one, two, or three classes. Hey, but if you're gonna fail, do it right. Have some self-pride about you. So I failed all 14 subjects. Do it with excellence. Got the award for the flunky of the year. You know, kids in the high school look at me saying, hey, I want to be like him. He's a flunky of all flunkies. So I failed all 13 classes. Now, if you had come up to me on the day I had my report card. By the way, my mother saved that report card too. and tapped me on my shoulder and said, hey, Sam, I have a prophetic word for you. God has given you an expected end. I know right now you have failed your 10th class, all 13 subjects. But that's 10th. In 1989, Sam, you're going to be in the United States of America and president of a university. I would have asked you what you're smoking. Or get thee behind me. Because obviously you're talking to the wrong guy. Because has it not dawned on you, I have no interest in education. And yet, God has an expected end. And nothing, even if you try to trip yourself over, nothing can stop you. Because God has placed a what? An expected end end in your life. Oh, I want to encourage everybody here and online today. Does not matter what you're experiencing in your life. Don't let today define your tomorrow. Today is just another day. Today is just the day you need to be faithful in. Today, have determination. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep doing it, 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 and you'll walk into your expected end because I have destiny and you have destiny and we have destiny and nothing. One more time, everyone together. I have destiny and you have destiny and we have destiny and nothing can stop me. Let me pray with you. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that you, were, you have placed us on this planet with purpose, an expected end. and destiny in our soul. Lord, I thank you for all the sisters and brothers in this room and online. And now, Lord, do what you always do. Touch us at a point of need. Hey, everyone. 
What a joy it is to bring the Word of God to so many people all around the world every week. And I just love technology for that reason, that we're able to broadcast through television, through podcasts, through social media, and to bring Jesus into people's worlds in all kinds of ways. Obviously, there are costs to that. There are uh, expenses in reaching out and accomplishing this preaching of the Gospel. And in the book of Romans, Paul says, how shall I go unless somebody send them? And he's talking about the beautifulness of, of the preaching of the Gospel, how it brings peace and joy into people's worlds. And so the people who are sending us into other people's worlds is you and the people of our congregations. And I'd love you to join with them and with us as partners, sending the Gospel throughout all the world through all these means that God has put in our hands. And as we partner together, I know that there will be thousands of people in heaven for eternity because of our efforts together. God has called us to do this and we depend on people to send us and support us in taking the Gospel to the world. I wanna say thank you for standing with us and believing God. I'm praying and asking God to touch you and to bless your seed that you sow so that you'll experience an incredible harvest in your lives, in Jesus' Name, Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's message from our church. Hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by using at C3 Oxford Falls. 